You are listening to the First Tech Podcast. These podcasts are designed for authorised financial advisors. If you are not an authorised financial advisor, you may find the content of this podcast difficult to follow as it assumes you have the necessary training and qualifications to understand the concepts discussed. You should also be aware the information contained in this podcast is general information only and does not take into account any of your personal circumstances, needs or objectives. Market volatility in recent times has impacted the superannuation balances of many clients across the super landscape. As a result, the value of many people's total super balance may actually be lower this year than it was last year. And as a result, they may find that they have access to some super concessions or have a higher non-concessional cap this financial year than they did last financial year. My name is Craig Day, head of the First Tech team at Colonial First Aid, and here to discuss this issue around volatility and total superannuation balance is two of my First Tech team members, Alex Denham and Tim Sanderson. G'day, guys. Hi, Hi Craig. Craig. How are we going? Yeah, going well. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so let's jump in. So, Alex, um, if we're going to be talking total superannuation balance and market volatility and potentially negative returns, I suppose it's kind of important we have an understanding of what total superannuation balance is. So do you want to give us a quick recap there? Sure, can. So total super balance, not to be confused with transfer balance cap, is, is essentially just the value of all a person's superannuation interests across all funds that they hold. So there's, there's various ways of calculating various specific things in the legislation, but at a, a particularly high level, essentially you've got the main components of total super balance are going to be accumulation phase values, plus your retirement phase values. They're the main things that go into total super balance. In some cases, you might have a rollover in transit, and so you know they, they sneak in to total super balance as well. And for SMSF clients with uh, certain LRBA arrangements, uh, they're going to have an added amount into their total super balance in some cases. Now, importantly, for accumulation accounts and account-based income streams, including TAPs or market-linked income streams, It uses the current account at the time of measurement, the current account value at that time of measurement. Okay. And in the intro, we mentioned some super concessions are obviously determined by the member's total super balance. So when does that measurement actually happen? Because it's only at certain times, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So total super balance is only measured on one day of the year, and that's 30 June of a financial year. And so the, the value of... That value is then used to determine eligibility for a range of concessions for the following financial year. So 30 June 22 total super balance will determine a person's eligibility for a range of these concessions, as you've already mentioned, non-concessional contributions caps, and there's other things that I believe Tim will go into. That, that total super balance on 30 June 22 will determine eligibility for those things in 22-23 year. Any other time total super balance is just not relevant. It's just that once. So, for example, some clients might have seen their total super balance decrease between 2021 and then up to June 30, 2022. But then, since then, might have seen their super recover somewhat. Access to to the concessions this year doesn't matter about the recovery that's happened since 30 June 2022. It's only that value on the on that day, 30 June, that's relevant, not the value today. 
I suppose it, the context of the, that rollover provision you talked about in transit rollovers, that's also gives further weight or helps explain why that rule is there because let's say you had a, a member that decided to roll over on the 29th of June and that money is halfway between two different funds on the 30th of June um, and that's the day of measurement. So unless we actually included those in-transit rollover amounts, they wouldn't actually be included because they're not sitting in a superannuation account on 30 June. So that's the reason why they're included and gives you greater context around that 30 June measurement. Okay, so Tim... We talked about, you know, total super balance being used to determine access to certain concessions. Well, what are those concessions? Yeah, so various concessions have, have started relying on total super balance really since um, 2017. And there's a range of different levels that total super balance needs to be under in order to qualify, depending on the concession. So you've got things like access to the non-concessional cap, um, needs to be less less than 1.7 million total super balance. Access to the bring forward rule, um, there's, a, a, there's two different um, sort of thresholds, but in order to get the three-year bring forward rule, total super balance needs to be less than 1.48 million. Um, less than 500,000 to be able to carry forward unused concessional cap amounts from previous years. Less than 1.7 million to get the government co-contribution or for your spouse to receive the spouse contribution tax offset less than 300000 to qualify for the work test exemption and also um, $1.6 million or less for an SMSF to be able to use the segregated asset method to calculate its exempt current pension income. Oh, my goodness. You know, people make comments around how complex super is, right? <laughs> so we've got one figure being used here to, well, one one amount being used for six different things, actually mm-hmm. seven once you throw into account the, the total super balance for non-concessional caps because there's 1.48 million, 1.5 yep. 9 million and 1.7 yep. million. Um, so there's three there. So there's one, four, something like seven or eight different thresholds and they're all different figures, right? So we've got 500, we've got 300, we've got 1.7 million, we've got 1.48, 1.59, got 1.6 <laughs> for segregated. Oh, my goodness. So no wonder you're seeing some of the, the industry associations actually asking for a bit of rationalisation and a, alignment of these thresholds. Like the work test exemption, why couldn't that be the same as, you know, the, the bring forward rules for unused concessional caps and things like that? So yeah. anyway, we'll I have to wait and see whether, you know, whether that get listen, gets listened to or, or falls on, on deaf ears. So Alex... Now, if we look at an example involving the non-concessional cap first, let's just say we've got a client age 63, had a total super balance of 1.7 million, uh, 1.71 million on 30 June 2021. And by 30 June 2022, he'd been invested into some volatile assets and their balance had decreased to 1.58 million, maybe some Australian or global shares options. Mm-hmm. How would this change their ability to make non-concessional contributions? Yep, so in, in the case that they're not in an existing bring forward period, um, they total super, if total super balance is below 1.48 million, they can use the full bring forward period and put in 330,000. But in this case, it's not. The, the, I think it's in 1.58 million, which is between the next threshold, which is so it's between 1.48 million and it's less than 1.59 million. So in this case, they can access a two-year, $220,000 non-concessional bring-forward cap. 
Now, that's if they're not in an existing bring forward period, if they're already in a bring forward period. Now, in this case, it would have had to have been triggered in 2021 because, remember, they couldn't contribute in the previous financial year in 21-22. So they'd already contribute, uh, triggered that bring forward period. They're in, they're in year three of it. We're below total super balance is below 1.7 million, which just simply means that they can finish off that bring forward, which means they can they can contribute whatever it takes to bring that total contributed in that three-year period to 300,000. Yeah, I suppose that, and that's an important trap. I, I can imagine an advisor or someone looking at that and saying, oh, well, I wasn't able to contribute last year. So that that's resets everything. And no, it doesn't. If you've already triggered the bring forward and you're still in the bring forward this year, you've, you can only contribute what your remaining cap amount is left. Yeah. So... Tim, let's also explore the impact of a decreased total super balance on the ability to make carry forward concessional contributions. So in this case, obviously, the $500,000 threshold uh, is relevant. Yep, yep. Um, and, and I guess the key thing is that this requirement, the, the $500,000, applies at 30 June, just prior to the financial year, that the client wants to carry forward and apply those unused concessional cap amounts that they've got from previous years. So their total super balance doesn't impact anything like the accrual of those unused concessional cap amounts. They'll accrue and remain available for the following five years after accrual. So, for example, if a client is $10,000 below the concessional cap in 2018-19, they'll have a $10,000 unused concessional cap amount for that year regardless of what their total super balance was at 30 June 2018, even if it was 510000 And that amount can then be applied if the client's eligible at any time up to and including 23-24 financial year. Okay, so let's look at an example there. So if we've got a client with $10,000 unused concessional cap amount for 2018-19, uh, the TSP was 520 on 30 June 2021, so they wouldn't be able to actually apply that amount in the 21-22 year um, to make concessional contributions of 37,500, would they? No, that's right. They wouldn't be because their total super balance just prior to that relevant year, so 21-22 was $500,000 or more. Um, in that case, they're only going to have access to their basic 275 thousand dollar cap in 21-22. Importantly okay. though, even though they can't use it, that unused cap amount from the previous years, 2018-19, it's not lost. It just can't be used in 21-22. All right. So that's so if we fast forward to 30 June 2022 and the client's total super balance, once again, they've been a little bit smashed by by market volatility and negative returns and they've decreased to 480,000 due to that volatility. What you're saying is they become eligible again. Yeah, absolutely. They do in 22-23. They can carry forward those unused cap amounts from previous years and use their $10,000 unused amount to make a $37,500 total concessional contribution in 22-23. And the important point there is the fact that their total super balance at one of the previous 30 Junes in an earlier year it, it was $500,000 or more, but that's not relevant. We're only looking at the TSB on 30 June 2022 in this case. Right, okay. So I suppose this is also, we're talking about market volatility here, but 
Also, you know, for, for someone that's retired and, and still potentially eligible to contribute, maybe they're doing a bit of work, so they're able to claim a tax deduction for their personal contributions. Um, as they're drawing down because they're receiving an account-based pension, that would also potentially impact their total super balance. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So if we just assume potentially accumulation accounts and account-based pensions, um, total super balance could certainly be impacted by pension payments coming down as well as yeah, investment yeah. returns as well as contributions and potentially yeah, so, may allow those people to qualify. Yeah, so they'd be getting those people would be getting the double whammy of both the, the pension payments coming out plus the negative returns. Sounds sounds counterintuitive to say, well, you know, you get the you get the double bonanza there because it helps you qualify for this. I'm sure people don't really see it that way, but um, <laughs> getting those negative returns and pension payments coming out. But what I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, what I'm really saying here is it's it's not just negative returns; it's also those those benefit payments that were that we're legitimately taking. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. All right, I, I think that. Sorry, Alex. I was just going to say it's it's right. It's important to remember. Um, I've had the the conversation so many times where they sort of just had it in their mind that they were over the transfer balance cap. Uh, sorry, oh, I did it myself. Over total super balance, <laughs> one year, and that for therefore they're sort of locked out of these concessions forevermore. And it's just important to remember that you you look at it every year. Okay. Yeah, it's not. You can have eligibility being turned on and off when you've got clients around about these asset levels and you're getting a bit of movement due to benefit payments or, or volatility. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I think that pretty much sums it up. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to the First Tech Podcast. Please note these podcasts are designed for authorised financial advisors as a source of general information. All scenarios considered during the podcast were purely hypothetical and for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase, hold or sell any financial products or take any other course of action. You should read the relevant product disclosure statement before making any investment decisions and once again consider talking to a financial advisor. While all care has been taken in preparation of this podcast using sources we believe to be accurate and reliable, no person including Colonial First Aid Investments Limited and Adventius Investments Limited accepts responsibility for any loss suffered by any person arising from reliance on this information.